this is the G220 effect back at you, Black Al, here in the booth, sharing God's truth. Amen. We are here again with that truth and power. We are so excited for the second part, part de. That's you know, French. You know what I was about to say? I was about to say, holla at your boy. <laughs> but. You know, no, we, holla at Jesus. You need to holla yeah, at Jesus. You need to holla at Jesus because Jesus got the answer that you need while you're trying to holla. <laughs> oh, it's all good in the hood. No, it ain't all good in the hood, man. Stop it. You know, but we're here back again with the choice in choosing who I'm going to choose, where I'm going to choose it, how I'm going to choose it. Amen. So, yes, this is a part two. So, if you haven't listened to the part one, uh, just a reminder, we have a podcast. So, go and check us out at G220EFFECT. We are Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, uh, YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Hey, we everywhere. Beware. We everywhere. But, yeah, those (laughs) Apple Podcasts and Spotify are probably the best ones if you just want to take out your phone and have a quick listen. But we did the first part of the choice. We talked about how in life we have so many choices to make. Man, sometimes these choices are are hard. They mind benders. You know what I mean? Like your mind started to get wrapped around. I made a wrong choice. Your mind started to get free because I made a right choice. You know, I ain't turn left, but I turn right. You Thank know? you, Jesus. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we here again just to talk about choice. You know, it, it, it's so much that we do each day. We make choices each day. And sometimes we make so many choices consciously, we don't even know we're making a choice. Man, like, man, I shouldn't have ate that that much just before bed. Cause I, and I start having all kinds of dreams that are not... <laughs> I know it ain't got... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You talking about dreams... You start to live in that room that we call bath. <laughs> you start to live in that room and you're like, man, I ain't going to go to sleep. I'm going to get two hours of sleep and I got to go to work. All these different things, you know? So, it, it, I mean, there we are. There we have it. Come on now. Choices, choices. So, yes, let's make sure that we make right ones so that our minds can be free. Because it says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom freedom there is liberty so god wants us to be free he doesn't want us making choices that are going to affect us in our lives that are gonna cause us to be bound right cause us to be stuck right and stagnant no he wants us to to be able to make that right choice so that we're not like now what happened with adam and eve we talked about that you know <laughs> just because of one choice that they made here we are wait, wait, you, know? Wait. you know what's funny because we we see it from now from not their perspective from our own you know so we have to sometimes put ourselves in their shoes they were the first human beings right and so guess what happened they, they made a choice of something they didn't know right so right. it's like ouch so put us in our shoes. We say this, oh, man, I, that choice was easy. It was good, man. I would have been good with the choice I made. But, yeah, come on. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would have made the same choice they made because guess what? That, ser- that, that serpent made that choice look good. Come on, man. You're not going to surely die. die. Come on now. <laughs> he, won't, he don't want you to be like him. You might go to the bathroom, but you're not going to die. Because no, you know apples, apples got acid in it. <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, y'all, we're being too silly. Today. But I mean, but, they, they, you know, we, we, we constantly say I wouldn't have made that choice if it was me. But we have to really put ourselves in their shoes to understand 
where that choice came from? That choice came from make someone making it something look more appeasing to the eye. And sometimes the eyes play tricks on you. Yes. You know, they, they they have a songs that say the mind plays tricks on you. But no, it's more so the eye. You know, the you know, the eyes play tricks on you. You know, sometimes you can look outside and but oh, it's sunny. And then when you go outside, it's freezing cold with the sun out. And so you're like, man, I thought it was a sunny day, but no, no, no. It's a cold day, you know, and so that's sometimes we you know we 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 have to understand these things that we do, the things that we that causes us to think this way, the things that causes us to 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 act this way, and a lot of that is filtered through what we know and what we see, and we're not open to the things that are new, and so. So here, here's a scripture I just thought about because you're talking about. It says in First John two sixteen, it says, "For all that is in the world." The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is Ah. not of the Father, but is of this world. So you got those three things, those three things. And they're banging at your dough like, come on, let me in. And if we think about it, what happened then for them even to make that choice was because of the lust of probably the eye. Oh, you know what? You know, look at this fruit. It probably looks good. This is just me, like making up a scenario. But is it the fruit probably looks good? You know, it's all Was nice that and apple plump. sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the lust of the flesh. Oh, you shouldn't surely die. My belly gonna just, be good. Why don't you just try it? Oh, I was told not to do, not to eat that. Ooh, should I try it? Should I not? And then whatever you were lusting after, whatever they were lusting after, they ended up making that choice. And then the yeah. pride of life, it's talking about you shouldn't sure you should not surely die. So it's talking about you. Pride is all about you. You, 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 you. <laughs> and guess what? It was about them and they forgot who was who was chilling with them in the garden, you know, yeah. in the cool of the day. They forgot who's the one that was providing for them and spending time with them and communing and providing and giving them everything that they needed they forgot why because of those three things and i believe that that is a good study to just really see how these things are such a root to the issues that we have in our life is it because i'm lusting i've seen it and i'm lusting after it is it because i want it in my soul i just have to have it i just have to have it and then my flesh overcomes what's true or or is it because me me, me you know they're not going to do me like that i'm going to show them i'm going to show them this you know well, well you know what God said I shouldn't eat it, but that thing looked good. So maybe I'm gonna just go ahead and eat it, and you know I explain to him later. You know because <laughs> the way this guy, the way this serpent making it look, then that thing look good, man. And I know I need to eat because I ain't ate nothing but figs and berries. So <laughs> let me go ahead and eat this apple, you know, and I take the consequences later. And so that's what happened. They ate and they took the consequences later, you know, you know. And so a lot of times, so the question I want to ask is, what choices are you making daily? You know, what choices do you have to make daily that may not fit the, the, the scheme of things or fit the scheme of things? And what I mean by that, it, it, are these choices helping you grow or causing you to become stagnant? What does that mean, stagnant? You know, is it is it stopping you from growing? Are you becoming stale like that bag of chips you got, the date expired? Are you becoming like that or are you growing and you continuing to level up? You know what I mean? As they say. Some people actually get crippled from the idea of trying to make a decision or a choice. 
you know, and I and I look at those like they go hand in hand. You know, you have this choice, but God has given you the ability to choose and that you have to make that decision. So I look at them like they're they're all in one. So some people actually get crippled. They they just become stagnant because they're so afraid to make a decision Man. that I would rather just stay right here. And this is why when we just to give a little recap about the last recording we talked about, it's so important to have that foundation of, of salvation. Yeah. That that choice, Steve and I were just sharing that our our best choice in life right now, it was choosing a salvation, the yeah. gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, choosing to the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered to live this life. Just like he promised, you 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 know, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to go out there and make witnesses, you know, of, of me in all these parts. So we wanted that. We wanted to be empowered to be able to go out there. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you have those then what do those things give you? They give you confidence because you know God loves you. Man, you, you read my mind right there, you know, because I was just feeling like, you know, you find security in, in God. And when you find that security, you find you find confidence in knowing that when I make this choice, you know, I can, I'm living and dying by it, you know. And what that means, what I mean by that, I don't mean literal death. I mean that this I'm sticking with it and this is what it is. I'm, I'm going to stick with this choice that I made because I believe that God is in it. And I know that he's, he's counted me worthy. He's counted me among all things, you know, to be, to be his child. And so when I make this choice, he's behind me a hundred percent. And I, I don't have to consider whether, Oh, it's the wrong thing, you know, Oh, you know, but like the song say, it's the right one, baby, you know, uh-huh. Right. So I, I, I live with the choice, you know? And so when, when, when we, Get to the, the place or the, understand. I always say get to the place, right? So we get to the place <laughs> of understanding of choices. You know, we become confident when we know who we are. And guess how we find out who we are? It's through our Lord and Savior. So here, this always gets me. You know, Apostle Paul, you know, he was one. He was one. Um, G-Co right G. there. <laughs> G. So he says, he says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together to them that love God, Right. What confidence, I mean, how greater confidence can you, what greater confidence can you have than that statement, right? Whoa, 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 hold on, stop right there. You read that though, but this is this is the part right here that some people are gonna gonna come with me right here. You know, they, they say that, but they say, well, uh, I, I consulted God and I made the choice, but it didn't work. You know, so in, in the process, you know, you gotta realize God is not a failing God. He doesn't fail on anything. And so sometimes we have to really look in the scope and look in the mirror. Is I or me in that choice we made? And so, so if I, if you can say I, me in that choice, guess what happened? It negates the fact that God is actually helping you along the way because you have put yourself in front of him. And so guess what, ha- guess what happens? When you be the shield in front of him, he is no longer can shield you. And so when you make that choice, guess who's making the choice? You. And guess what happens? You, you forgot the consultation that God gave you, and you began to make the choice. And sometimes failure happens when we make the choice when we're not fully equipped to make the choice. And so when we have God and he fully equips us to make the choice, guess what happens? 
is no failure. Amen. Amen. And it says then to them who are called according to his purpose, for him for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Okay? Mm. And let's not go into that doctrine of, you know, he chose certain people, you know, and that's not what it's saying. For those that didn't choose him, like we said, our choice was that gift of salvation. When you choose him, this is your destiny. And them he called and whom he called, hopefully when he called, you answered. <laughs> let me repeat that. When he called, I pray you answered. You, did you let the phone ring? You know, he calling you like, hello, hello, hello. And ain't answering. I got the gift of life. You know, it's 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 free, free ninety nine. You and, you want it? And the phone is still ringing. And you ain't picked up the, the phone. He like, I ain't about to hang up on him though. Come on now, you got to answer. And you know, eventually you gonna answer one day. Yes, because he's long suffering that none will perish. Praise God. But it, he says, uh, who he called, then he also justified. Thank you, Jesus, for the justification. Then mm. he also glorified. Thank you that when Jesus left, he said, I'm gonna. You're not gonna be alone. You gonna have my spirit. And guess what? You are gonna look real good on this earth because everything. Thing that I know, everything the Father has told me, the Spirit will tell you also. And you know what? We know when something's real good to you, you know, the, the faces you make when you say good, it, it looks so funny when you say it. You know, <laughs> just think about it. Just say, when you get a chance, look at the mirror and just say good. And watch, <laughs> watch the face you make. You're going to crack up laughing. I guarantee it. <laughs> and then it says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And then it goes on. Let's just go to 35, verse 35. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now Paul is talking. Shall tribulation? Hmm? Shall all these issues that are happening separate me? My bills, uh, my car note, uh, <laughs> my house note. <laughs> I got laid off. I got fired. Oh, uh, 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 you know what? I lost my house. You know, uh, you know, I ain't get them Jordans. And it wasn't no more left at the store. You know, I waited in line for three hours and then they wasn't there. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep to be slaughtered so he said even I know these things but guess what nothing is going to separate me it says nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us man confidence right and then it says for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, no height, no depth, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Let me repeat that. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm. Man, this is this is why before you even go any further, Make that calling in your life assured. Let's, you know, Steve and I always say, do, do we really grasp, grasp what we received when we received salvation? It, it's such a, you know, let's just meditate on that and think on that. What does that mean? Because that's, this is the confidence that we see in Paul speaking here, that nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. So even when I don't make the right choice and I'm rooted in the love of God, guess what? I have confidence that all things are going to work out for my good. Yeah, because 
none of us are, are granted to be making 100% great choices all the time. Because guess what? We, we, we still are in this body that's going to have to die someday. We still have that old nature that we have to kill. We still have a mind that we need renewed. Oh, man. So because of all of these things, there is a possibility that you could make a choice that's not the best. But when you have confidence that God loves you, and again, I'm speaking to my younger adults out there, God loves you. Make that identity sure in you that you are a child of God. You're no longer an orphan. You're not a product of where you came from anymore. When you got born again, God says you're a new creation. So you're a new person. All old things have passed away. So whatever the things that you experienced, whatever the things that were in the past, those things are gone. Now be sure that you are God's child first. Above all else, know he loves you. Know that he's made you free. You don't need to be bound and stuck. Know that, 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 that your confidence is sure in him, that even if you turn left when you are supposed to turn right, he loves you still. Nothing you can do is going to make him change his mind about how he loves you. Whether you do something bad, good, whatever, he loves you. But he does want you to do what his word says because he knows it's going to avoid issues in your life. So I pray yeah. that you have that confidence. I pray against anxiety. I pray against all the pressures of life. I pray against condemnation, condemning your own heart over things that need to be let go of. You are free in God. Yeah, and just for our older, maybe seniors, maybe older adults, maybe mid-level adults, maybe older adults, you know, those same issues that you had once when you were younger, those ones that you stuck with that made experiences in your life that caused you to be stagnant with experiences, we pray right now that those experiences don't be the final say in your life, that you will be freed from experiences that cause you to stay stagnant, cause you to stay stuck, that you will be able to grow and have understanding of of who you are and that you be like, oh, this is me. This is going to be me. And I ain't changing because this is me. You know, no, 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 no. You know, no. Through Christ, you become new. You know, you're a new creature. The Bible say old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. And so when you when, when you get to a, a, a place where you become stagnant and say, woe is me. This is me. You know, that's pride. You have to let pride go. And it's I mean, it's, it's a spectrum of pride, you know, because when we start to say, I'm good where I'm at, you know, um, you know, I, I'm floating through life right now. I'm good. You know, and that, that's not what God wants. God wants us to be free from things of from free from experiences that may have stopped us, you know, free from things that may have caused that may have caused hurt in that hardness of our heart where we say, uh uh-uh, uh, never again. It's not going to happen to me again. Nope, 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 nope. You have to be free because that just puts God in the box. You know, I've said this before. You put God in the box and you say, well, he's not going to be to bless me in this area because I've, I've given over to it. And so that means you just hid in the deep, dark cavern in your heart. And you know what? Nobody can get to it. And God is God can't get to it because you want to allow it to go. You want to allow it. You want to hold on to that. And that's that's called unbelief at times. That's called unbelief where I can't I don't believe God can actually fix that issue. I don't believe that God can actually render that issue and say it's done and canceled. You know, and, and we just pray that you're able to open your heart to receive God and say, you know, my experience is not the best, not the, not the biggest thing in my life because I experienced it. You know, I'm gonna give you an example. Some experiences that we face, it shuts us off from life. Think about some of those bad experiences that you might've faced. 
you know how you might uh, like I'm just gonna say it like this: you got your car repoed, and you might say, "Uh oh, the next time I get a car, that ain't happening." That's not going to happen. But guess what happens sometimes in life? God gives you favor over certain issues that happen. And so you're not going to receive the favor of God because you have got stagnant and stuck with the experience that happened before. And sometimes experience that happened before don't, don't, is not life bringing. They, can, they continue to have you stagnant and closed off to what God is trying to get you to. You know, and, you know, and, and for those who have not, who, who don't believe in Christ, and I'm going to say this to you right now, and you're listening in, in what happens from experience that you experience to someone else. You know, you've seen someone else living for Christ, and they're doing all the things that you do. And so you can't look at them and say, okay, that's what Christ looked like. You know, because the, the issue is when you meet God, you're going to meet him alone. It's going to be you and him, and he's not going to say, John was with you, so John, step up. Come on. You know, stand right here with him. You guys hold hands, and I'm going to judge you together. No, he's not going to do that. It's just <laughs> going to be you and him, and he's going to be like, wait, you still had the ability to choose because what they do is not what you do. You know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So why are you doing the same exact thing John doing, you know? I mean, I get it. You know, you, you sometimes look up to people. You sometimes look at people as an example. But guess what? The word of God is the best example you can have for living for God. And Amen. so that causes you to read. That causes you to study his word and get to know him through his word. Not through John, not through Stacy, not through Adam, not through Paul, not from Chandra, not from <laughs> Janice, not from any of those people that you have around you. You get to know God for yourself. You know, how many people want to know God for themselves, you know? And, and that's the issue. I, I really feel like when you, when you make choices, is it that you're making choices based off you've seen somebody make? Or you're making choices based off, I want to know. You know, when you want to know more, you start to hunger and thirst after it. You start to want it. You start to begin to be driven by it. And once you become driven by the choice, guess what? The answer is going to become clearer and clearer and clearer. And so I, I got a scripture to read to you. It said, in whom, it's Ephesians 3 and 12 first. It said, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith with him. And so it, it's just saying that when we know God, we begin to be bold about the answers and the answers to the questions we already had. And the answers become more easy and more prevalent. And we begin to see the answers for what they are and not our experience. Amen. And, and, and we see that. Quite a bit in people who have, you know, I, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm just going to dare to say this. There's such a thing called an old fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. The Bible tells us that there's there's a wise man. And what's the opposite of a wise man? A fool. A fool. I, I mean, it, it's in the word. Don't. It's not me. But there's such a thing called being an old fool. You know, hopefully you've put away all the childish things and then you're growing in the word. Because as long as you're not getting God's wisdom, you're not a wise man. You're just an old fool, probably with a little bit of knowledge that doesn't really get you anywhere. But this is the problem. You can't tell me nothing. How old are you? How old are you? You can't tell me nothing. I done lived. I done lived this life. You can't tell me nothing, sweetheart. <laughs> and that's how they be, you know. But you, it's it's to challenge. This is not even to talk down on anyone, no. but just speaking the word because we always say the word comes to help us to grow. And in the word, even if we look here, Jesus is saying, um, I, I'm just going to read part of the verses is making the word of God, Mark 7, 13, making the word of God of none effect 
through your traditions, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye. You so, can't tell me nothing. <laughs> so the word of God <laughs> now becomes of non-effect because God could have inspired somebody to give you wisdom in an area, but because you you harden your heart and, and because this is always how we have done it, you know, this is, this is how we've always put the roast in the oven. Okay, but why would we be doing it? No, 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 don't ask me no questions. You put that roast in there like that. Do it like I told you. <laughs> Stop asking questions. Guess what? That makes the word of God of none effect because maybe that person is asking so that they can even they see a better way or greater way of doing something that could help out in the situation. Guess what? God is not respective of persons. He's not respective of anyone. He just says he uses whoever his vessel is ready and open. And so we wanted to share that challenge because we know that there are certain things that are causing people to be stuck in making decisions. Because the, the word of God has become of none effect because I've learned this. I know this. This is the, the way we've always done it. Mommy and Pappy always said this is how we do it. And, and, and this is, this is you know, that's the way we do it. And, and on the other hand, oh, I'm so afraid to make the wrong decisions because every day I'm seeing in the world I live in, everybody's on social media posting all these things and I feel inadequate. So I'm not just not going to make a decision. I'm just going to woe me and, and, and have pity on myself and condemn myself and then I'm stuck. I'm stagnant. So that's why we ask the question, what choices are you making today? And are they causing you to grow or are they causing you to be stagnant, to really do an inventory into our lives to see whether the choices we're making presently are helping us to grow or are they causing us to be stagnant? And so I got a question to ask. Our will or God's will? You know, our will, we, we began to get comfortable in the way we do things and say, okay, this is the smooth on out. I'm good with this. I'm good with this. But sometimes God requires us in, in his will to come outside of the box, get outside of yourself, and move and move and move. And, and guess what happens when you become so in tune with God's will? Things begin to change in your life. You stop being rooted like a tree that's in one area and just grows there, you know, and when it grows, it grows from the bottom, it grows into the ground, which means it's nothing changing. It just get rooted right there and it can't move. So what happens when you grow in God's will, the leaves begin to bloom in the arms of the leaves, you start to get more branches of the tree. And what happens to the tree? It starts to look like it's fruitful. It's, it, it's a berry tree. It start growing apples. No, nah, no, nah, it's a berry tree. It start growing berries. That's it. And, you know, and so what, th- this is what happens when you're in God's will and when you're not, and when you're in your own will. Your own will, you just turn over things that over and over again the same. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. And I use the analogy of that tree because when you're in your will, you get rooted. You get rooted in that thing and you stay there. But when you're in God's will, it's many stems that come from this tree. It it starts to grow and it becomes alive and and leaves start to bloom and things. You have so many different avenues you can go. And it it started to get too much for you sometimes. It's like, oh, I got all this room. Man, I can really stretch my arms out. Oh, man, God, I didn't know you had this for me. And you start to be fruitful, not fruitless. And so what happens? Ephesians 1 and 3 through 6 reads as follows. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us and him before the foundation of the world, 
that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us and the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to good pleasures of his will, to praise, to the praise of glory of his grace, where we have made us acceptable in the beloved. So God loves us so much that he desires for us to choose his will, to choose his way, because it's better. Jesus came to give us a better way. And so the better way was, oh, yeah, you can, you can continue to live law-based and say, oh, by this book, we stand. And read this book, and that's how you'll stand. But because we have a better way, Jesus said, it's just by me that you live. And you have the freedom to choose. And that's why we have the ability to choose. And we're going to make the right choice if we have Jesus in our life. Because guess what we're going to do? Consult God first. And so that's where we stand. And I say this because Jesus made the greatest proclamation of a choice in Luke 22 and 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Wow. How many of us can say that today? Lord, you know what? My will is for me to do this. And, you know, it looks good. But, you know, I'd rather be in your will. How many of us can say this today? You know, young, old, meek, strong, you know, all the, the different ages to come and all the different age brackets from the 20s on to the 80s, from the 80s to the 100s. Who can say that my will doesn't look good? But you know what, Lord? I can see your will. And you know what? I say this because the only way you can understand and see God's will for your life is if you have a relationship with him. You can't just say, God, your will be done, and then nothing happens. <laughs> because your relationship, is, your relationship, it may be small. And you, you might get a little piece of it because you, you ain't growing a relationship. You know how we as people, we have our parents from, from, from early age on till they die or you die or whatever. You know, you've grown a relationship. And so you began to know them. You began to cling to them. You began to, to um, grow with them. And so what happens with the relationship? The relationship is, is lifelong standing. But when you grow a relationship with Jesus Christ and you say, yeah, I want you to be part of my life, head of my life. Guess what happens? You start to grow. You start to grow and you start to grow. Yes. And even saying to him, I've made the wrong choice today. I made the wrong decision today. I, I see where I could have done that better. I see where I could have done that uh, uh, more to, to your pleasure, Lord, or more to your uh, direction. I could have seen that. That's growth in you. And guess what? It it it, 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 it causes you to remain in him. And that's his desire for that's his will for you that we read earlier in Ephesians. That's his will for you that you would understand that he's with you and he loves you. And you got to remember all Jesus choices stem from the relationship with the father. And I'm saying this to you this day, the listener. Are your choices stem from relationship with the father? Are they are, are they formed from relationship from the father? And this is the G220 effect. And I leave you with this scripture. We leave you with this scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do that first, and the rest will come. We and, love you. And we're ghosts.